that's <laughs> the one we don't want. Yeah. I don't know about that. Well, what'd, you, what'd you give me, though? What's in the box? Open it up. Dick in the box. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out, won't we? <laughs> I see where we're going. With All this. right. Yeah. <laughs> Did you open yours? That's right. <laughs> oh, okay. Was that cool? Pissing me off at your damn oh, coins in a box I over see. here. Yeah, How dare you? Got me a little yes. uh, coin shelf. He has some nice coins. And <laughs> I was like, hey, where do you keep your coins? I remember I gave him a coin from right. uh, CFD. It was like a COVID one or something. So like, oh, I get him one. It was in a sock or something. It was like, yeah, no, I was like, where's your coins? He goes, oh, they're right there. And it's like a little box. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, How dare you? Yeah, no, this is awesome, man. This is, yeah, it's this little display stand for all the coins. Uh, yeah. No, that's awesome. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah. I got to find a spot to put it up here. Yeah, all these cool. balls. Cool. Yeah. Hell so yeah. Fill them up and. Oh yeah, my appreciation, man. So we're back. Education hey, scenario. All right, all right. Good episode on the first one. Feel confident. Definitely. Feel happy. Oh yeah. Good, good, uh, good bourbon. Absolutely. Yeah, that thing's tasty. I'm gonna be having the uh, interview with them shortly. But you gotta appreciate. I, I love it when they actually use cork. Yeah. You know? Actual cork. Yeah. That's cool because that's hard to come by nowadays. Yeah. Is it really? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. It just as the plastic lid. Oh yeah. Cork is a, is a hot commodity. It's, it's expensive, but mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing like it because it really preserves the the contents. Truly does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do like that sound too. Just it when, is. I, when Alex did it that one. Yeah. Time, right. Like, oh, it was like perfect. <laughs> and he was like, we try to redo it. He tried it again. He's like, like I was like, come on, man. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. So, as you caught on, our, our series is on family. So, we're going to do a little bit of a, a scenario base and also a practical base. Right? You didn't think we we're going to have practicals on a, on a radio or a podcast show. But we're gonna, let's do some push-ups, man. Do something. Right? Stand up. I am standing up. Stand taller. Pull over. You can't stand any taller. Try harder. I'm in danger. You pulled over. You can't pull over anymore. <laughs> we already pulled over. You can't pull over anymore. Schnozberries things like Schnozberries. <laughs> Greatest movie ever. Yep. I agree with that one. Oh. It's just it's super true. Oh, okay. What do people know you by? Like, what's your thing? What's your what's your nickname? I got a lot of nicknames, actually. Give me one. Oh. Back in the day, it was Panda. Panda. Yeah, oh, that's right. A, you get your other Instagram that you don't talk about. I, well, that's kind of quiet. It's more personal. So OnlyFans, too, right? Link in the bio. Well, we don't talk about well. <laughs> uh, you had to pay more. No. Ah, there you go. It's premium. No, just, yeah. Uh, yeah, back in the day, they used to call me Panda because um, I used to help out with the uh, this thing called the Guardian Angels. And then well, everybody had a nickname. I mean, everybody had a nickname because it's just like they like using nicknames. They're like, well, what can we call you? I'm like, I don't know. I do martial arts. And they're like, and I, oh, I think I said I, I do martial arts and I like Panda Express. I'm like, we'll call you Panda. They want to do Kung Fu Panda, but they're like, we'll just call you Panda. I'm like, that's Panda. cool. I like it. So that was, a, that was a big thing for a while. And then uh, my family has some weird, weird names for me. Like, <laughs> they call me, uh, what's, what's one of them? Oh, Willie. And, and it's because. <laughs> It was. It's like a long drawn out story, but it was really. Stu- it was really stupid if you really think about it, because it was like uh, it was somebody else's name, and then they saw me and they thought that was me, and then oh, we'll just call you that, and then it just stuck, and I'm like, whatever, well, I, I really don't care. Right. Like, yeah, hey, it sticks. So there you go. Um, I don't know, man. Now it just. Uh, I think uh, I, I was really into knives. Well, I'm still into knives, like collecting knives. Yeah, you got a nice one on it. So yeah, yeah. So they uh, it's just always like they knew that I like knives and then. 
Give me nice. I'm like, all right. Give me cheap nice. No, there you go. <laughs> but it was nice. I was like, yeah. I don't know. People just know me as me. I guess you know. There nothing, you go. nothing, nothing too big. Now, what do you call him? What's that? What's that nickname? Bush. Bush. No. <laughs> <laughs> this your Bush? No, Busho. Yeah. Busho. Well, that's Bushio. my last name. So okay, last name. but he says it differently. I, I put a little more to it. <laughs> <laughs> he really. Uh. Can I get an all oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, Bushio. Yeah. Oh, I mean, um, that's weird. Yeah, no, nobody really like. There's nobody set nickname. You could say so. What about you? I work, everyone just knows me as D or Big D. I guess that's easier. Wait, 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 wait. Explain why are you called Big D? (laughs) (laughs) Please elaborate. Why are you standing up? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm one of the bigger guys in the yard, you know. Uh, (laughs) we 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 get uh heavy patients that need turning and lifting, and that's what I do. I, I pull bodies out of cars whether they're dead or dying or unresponsive nice. or i just move people and you know it's it's not good because i'm you know definitely taking advantage of it because of my size for moving patients because i got to protect my back too you yeah know, here's a joke what do you call a nurse with a broken back unemployed oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh so does he get weirded out when they say go get d and they're kind of looking around like go get big d like what <laughs> Is what that a thing or what are you asking? How many CCs of that do I need? Right. <laughs> so that that just caught on. I guess some people just have trouble saying my name. You know, Dimitri's a very popular name with the Greek and Russian and German culture, but right. so uh, I don't know. I just they go by D. It's quick. You know, so I guess three syllables is a little too difficult to pronounce. So they, hey yeah. D. So that's that's my nickname. What about you, Vince? Hmm. Jay. Hmm. Casting Yeja. Casting Castaneda. Some people America. call me Grenade. Captain America. Granada. Yeah, Granada. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I noticed your Spanish is really good. Oh, like, thank you. You, thank you, you speak fluently or like? I uh, do, yeah. So nice, being dude. Greek, I uh, grew up in the restaurant business, of course, dude. as a child laborer at like a young age of like 10. So. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I was working in the kitchen with like uh, you know all the Mexicans. They taught me proper Spanish, but I also learned the very dirty slang. <laughs> you know, want to give a few here? No, oh, no, yeah, right. no they're all That's from all like, Michoacan and Guerrero, so they're like hey, you know, saca las chelas every night. You know, <laughs> that's a big thing. <laughs> so that culture kind of grew on me, and it just rolls off the tongue because mm. Greek is one of those languages where it's like you either got it or you don't. You know, and Spanish cool, is like, identical, so. That's how Good. I just became fluent in Spanish. You speak Greek as well? Yeah, I'm fluent. Yeah. Dude, oh, man, that's yeah. awesome. I'm, uh, have you been to Greece? Oh, yeah. No. They call I me a really polyglot. Nice. It means you speak a lot of languages. And nice. the word itself, poly, poly, means a lot. Glot, glosa, is tongue. So you speak a lot of tongues. Nice. So there you go. Hey. I went to Greece uh, four years ago. Nice. Yeah, a little Santorini trip as well. There you go. Loved it. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's Loved it. Definitely want to retire there. Absolutely. Yeah. Loved it. Do I, do I regret coming to America? Yes and no. Like, this is the land of opportunity, the land of freedom. Yeah. You can do whatever the hell you want. But well. just being in Greece in a different culture where everything is just at a different pace, there's nothing like it, honestly. So. That's, that's awesome. Man. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going there one day. Uh, I know my wife would probably really would like to. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. She'd probably ah, right. Yeah, definitely put that on your bucket yeah. list. So. <laughs> After she wants to have, like, another three kids. And hey, there you go, man. <laughs> I don't mind at all. But, there you go. You know. You can celebrate when you're like done or you think you're done. Yeah. All right. Is this yeah. it? Is this it? Yeah. Are we back. almost done here? Yeah. Should we reset the button here? <laughs> Always yeah. room for one more. Always. Always. That's what she said. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to business. 
So scenario based, right? I'm going to run some uh, scenario questions and I want you to think about, and the audience members as well. I want you all to think about what you would do in the scenario. Okay. Um, but obviously with the mindset of training and leadership, you know, it's going to be different perspectives. So I want you to think in the uh, first person, third person, and also as a peer of that individual. Sure. Right. So we kind of touched base on it, but let's, uh, let's get more in depth, right? Yes or no. Right. And then explain bad day at work, real bad day at work, right? It's taking a toll on yourself. Um, you bring it home. Do you talk to your family about it? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Because, uh, well, for me, I know my family would pick up, you know, like, all right, you're weird. What's going on? Something happened at work. Like, just, just tell us what happened. You don't have to go into detail. Just, just mention it. So you at least get some of it off your chest and then. You know, the flow will take on, and you'll end up telling the story. I know I've done it. I'll come. I'll be hanging out with my mom. She'll be like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. She's like, all right, just just tell me what happened. What's going on? Do you something going on with school or work? And then I'll sit down, and, you know, sometimes I'll break down and just go into tears and talk about this sweet old lady who was dying in my arms who was my mom's age or just, you know, something, whatever it is. But, yeah, absolutely, take it, take it home. But don't come home and just, like, burst out and yeah. start like talking you know yeah. just like work your way into it you know check in with your family first so what's your technique how do you bring up to uh, some of the graphic and gore that we deal with without making it hollywood uh my family doesn't like hearing about all the gore but i'll tell them like the details without violating hippo of course oh, you know? <laughs> sad female came into the er4 presenting with sad uh, age yeah <laughs> you just tell how it is you know like hey this this is what bothered me this is yeah, basically, this is why it bothered me. Like that that one sweet old lady who was my mom's age, who had a chronic illness and was actively dying, and she was in pain, and I was trying my hardest to try to comfort her, knowing that like she doesn't have long left. I saw her date of birth on her wristband, and I just froze for a second at work, and I never freeze, but like that hit me because she was literally a couple of days away from my mom's birthday, and that 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 really got to me because. I don't know. I guess I never saw someone that was close to my mom or dad's or brother's age. So I came home and I was like, listen, I had a really tough day. And my mom was like, all right, well, let's, you know, tell me what happened. And I told her and, you know, she was appreciative that I opened up and, you know, she was, you know, uh, I guess empathetic, I guess, you know, she, she related. She understood why I was upset because as a mother, you know, you never want to see your kids upset like that. So, of course. Do you? How do you handle the situations where your family is like not supportive of what's going on? Well, I wouldn't say that they're not supportive. It's more so like, hey, we're not comfortable because we can't relate. You know, like I said, people go years and years with never experiencing a traumatic event like you and I do on a daily or hourly basis. So if they don't want to talk about it, then, you know, I respect that because you can't force people think, you know, you can't force these things on people. So then you go to your next outlet. And that's the great thing about having a diverse family. It's not just your blood, but you also go to your coworkers or your friends, your best friends, you know, all my buddies are cops. So I know that they see crazy things, you know, so I go to them or social media is such a great resource, honestly, like, <laughs> yeah. 
you'll post a story about like some crazy stuff that happened and then you'll get your coworkers, oh me too. Like I can relate. I remember when this happened to me and that as weird as it is, because up until today I never knew you guys. But then we have a small conversation a while back. We were talking about yeah. something, right? We were like, that was the first time we were like doing voice recordings. Yeah, 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 yeah. You and I got into good. like a deep, yeah. deep conversation, just sending voice messages back and forth, just like talking about experiences. And I was like, man, he's been there. He understands it. Like wow. this guy is someone that I can talk to. Yeah, when that's I need to. So, <clears throat> what about you, Bushio? I can talk to my wife. Okay, so. I know that she'll listen, and uh, I know she knows that something happened. And for me, too, it's uh, a lot of the times I'll text her right away. You know, I know she's busy at home with the kids, but I know that if I text her, like, hey, man, I just had, like, a really bad call or something. I know that the next day when I get home, she'll wait a little bit after I'm there, and then she'll ask me, so what happened yesterday? You know, and I can talk to her. Or <laughs> I don't say nothing, kind of let it just settle a little bit at the firehouse if it happened at work, you know. Then I come home. I just kind of grab her like, "Hey, I got to talk to you." Yeah, and she, she's ready to go. And I think like again, it might be that class. Like she like knows, you know. Um, I don't just say, "Hey, get over here," you know. But like, hey, I think uh, I got to talk to you about something, you know. Or I can go to a friend, you know. Uh, certain people that I might have like three. Vince, you're one of them. Cool. <laughs> you're now one of them as well. Well, thank you. So, <laughs> I know that I can uh, talk to at least at least four people. That, uh, or friends in our family, let's put yeah. it that way, and uh, my brother and my wife. So, and if I really wanted to, I don't like to do it too much, but I can definitely talk to my dad. Okay, I know he's there, but like it, it's weird because I don't like to, like I said, I don't like to tell my parents because they're they're already worried about you. Yeah, you know, so yeah. like you start as telling them things, yeah, um, for them, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah like, worry about you, the poor <laughs> thing, the things yeah. you have to see, the things you're exposed exactly. to, you got to exactly. be safe. So, yeah. Yeah. but no, this. It's good. It's good. I got. I got a good family. I got good friends. I got family. Let's put it this way: I don't have friends. I have family. Hundred percent. Yeah. How do you uh, maintain the well-being of your family after you tell them all this? You know, after I talk to my wife, or mainly my wife, because it's a person they're with every single day. You know, um, I know she understands, and I think if it bothers her, she'll probably tell me. And but it's, it's pretty. It's pretty good because you know you let it out. You know, you let it out. I know at one point I was writing stuff down. Actually, I do have a book somewhere in the police department. And some stuff that I went through there, and I wrote some stuff down. And uh, But I know that she, she's she's like, after it's said and done, you kind of like move on, you know, and because it, it kind of dissipates a little bit. It's still there in your head, but kind of goes away a little bit, and you're kind of back to normal, so to say. So, you know, then I mess around with my kids and play, you know, or they'll tag me. Yeah, <laughs> but I love it. That's good. What do you do? Distractions, right? Uh, you know, if my parents or brothers don't want to hear out the details, I'll still tell the story. But I want to go into the details, like, oh, this guy came in because, you know, he had a three fifty seven up to his head and his brain cavity was totally empty because he literally blew his brains out. Like they don't need to know those details. Like, right. hey, a young kid came in, he was really messed up, he died, and you know, just just to get it off, the details don't really matter. You know, but just to say I experienced something traumatic that I may have trouble, you know, dealing with or sleeping with at night. So just, I guess that's it. You know, respect them, obviously, because they're taking yeah, the time. But you also don't want to traumatize them mm-hmm. because they're exactly. like, oh, God, what like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I understand you're, you're working healthcare, or you're a first responder, but like, my God, you know. That's, you don't want to put that image in their head. That's mm-hmm. right. You know? That's yeah. an image that you have. 
Can that be traumatic for them? I believe it can. Absolutely. So can yeah. they get PTSD out of that? I think they could. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So Especially if they have something that they may have seen in the past, and they probably maybe forgot about it or something, and now I'm telling them how I went through the situation. Oh, yeah. Now they're just like, oh, man, that's what happens, you know. I think that could really Yeah, the spouses of cops and firefighters, they come home and they tell these stories. You've got, you know, spouses listening to the radio while their their significant other has worked, just waiting to hear, like, oh, God, is he going to get dispatched that call? You know, is something going to happen to them? Yeah. Because they have that anxiety, that PTSD, like you said. Mm -hmm. And it gets to that point, so. You know, there was a guy in the police department I used to be in, and there was two guys, real quick story. I know I always have stories, right? (laughs) But it's because stuff that I remember, you know, and he... The one guy goes, he was kind of scummy. Sorry to say it like this. But I won't say names so you don't know. No, do but, it. Uh, he, like, had his wife and then his mistress. Okay. And then he was messing around. And one time he said something to me, one of my buddies, one of my really good friends who I'm, I'm still really good friends with. And uh, I said, oh, you'll do it too. And we're both like, no, you won't. And we know you won't. I said, yes, you will. No, you won't. And he, like, left. And then the other guy who we respected more, who's been there longer, the detective, he goes, man, one thing I got to tell you guys is, you tell your wife everything. When you get home, you tell her everything. Because if, cause if you don't, you're going to regret it. And he goes, believe me, this is my third wife. And I tell her everything, which I should have done with the first two. You know, I think that's what happened to him. You know, kind of like he didn't tell the first one and something happened. Second one, you know, they're always like, third one, man. And he goes, this one listens. He said, it's also me because I told her. So tell your wife everything. I'm like, thank you, man. We're like, We actually thanked him. I'm like, thanks, man, for saying that. So other jackass was saying stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah, why do we yeah. have the stigma of not bringing it home? You know the, I, mean? I think it's that machismo thing. It is. It is. That's yep. what it is. Yeah. It is. Back in the day and now, it's like, man up. You'll be all right. You know? Yeah. But you can I, still be a man and still tell your, you know, yeah. situation. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that, like, it's family probably have a harder role than we do. You know what I mean? Like, we have our ways. We'll see We'll see bad stuff. And we'll, we know the ways that we could cope with it. But, like you kind of mentioned... They're going to be listening to the radios where I work, you know, and then right. they're going to be the ones dealing with us when we, when we come home. So it's almost like they're the ones that got a full, full, full time job of maintaining us, you know. And uh, it's one of those things you get. You got to remember that a, I think amongst you two, when you're answering those questions, communication seems to be key. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Preempt them and be like, hey, listen, I got a bad day. At some point, I want to talk about it. Yeah. Or hey, you know, this I'm not going to tell you details, but here's here's what happened. Can we just go out and do something fun? Right? right. Can we take it easy? That, yeah, yep. exactly. Can we just go, maybe go on vacation, get away for a little bit or whatever it is? Um, maybe sometimes not have not talking about it is just important, but just let them know you're struggling with something so they could be attentive to it. Yeah. Right? But communication, and I think uh, my sister listened to this probably. She'd probably say, yeah, absolutely right. Communication is important, <laughs> right? 100%. Right. They're not going to know that you're struggling unless you talk to them about it. And you coming home pissed off and destructive and just want to shut down is not communicating, right? Because then they take it personal and they think that maybe they're doing something wrong. Yeah. Or your kids see it. Or they exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You don't want that happening. Yeah. So how do we how do we get that work life balance? Got to have an outlet, definitely. Um, yeah. Like coming here and talking to you guys has just been amazing because yeah. I know that we can all relate. We've seen some messed up things <laughs> in our days, in our careers, and just coming here with fellow peers, we may not work together. We not we may not be uh, like coworker family, but in the sense that we're doing what we're doing, that that alone just makes us family. So being out here and just relating stories, like hearing each other's stories and laughing and relating, like, oh, yeah, I had a guy like that, or 
I can definitely, I know, I know what you're going through. That alone is just, just having that outlet, I think, is amazing. So yeah. that's, I really appreciate what, not just doing a shameless plug here, but within thin lines, yeah. is, you know, it's what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's having that outlet, no matter yeah. what you serve, even family, yeah. you know, so. Just listen to this podcast. Like, I listen to this on the way to work, and oddly enough, it kind of pumps me up and gets me excited for work, but I hear these stories and conversations, I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you experienced, yep. what you went through, and you're not alone, even though I'm just talking to my radio. I'm like, yeah, I, I know. I, I'm there. Sure. Now, another question in a more of a leadership and training perspective in your shoes, let's say you have an individual who's on your crew or your floor that you're working with, right? Um, they're struggling and you find out that they're going through a divorce, which I, I, I don't know why, you know, military and first responders have what the first rating divorce. Shepherd. Something's wrong there. You know what I mean? Something's happening. So why are we not addressing it just as important as your daily training, checking your radios and this and that. Right. Um, Communication. Uh, communication. Just, just going off that first part, yeah, we, we don't communicate. Shift workers, first responders, I think, I mean, doctors, lawyers, not so much lawyers, but first responders, <laughs> military personnel, it's really hard to open up and talk about the things that, that you talk. You know, whether you see it or not, your significant other can pick up on body language. Yeah. They know you best. Mm-hmm. So the scenario is that you have a crew member or uh, somebody on your floor that is struggling and you know they went through they're going through a divorce and they're having a bad time and it's it's affecting their work life it's right. affecting their performance as a peer or a leadership or whatever role you hold on that person how do you support them i've actually been through it uh, one of my a couple of days ago one of my one of my nurses was crying in the middle of the floor like she was on the computer doing her patient charting and she had tears rolling down her eyes and she was obviously distressed and she was trying to do her job so i sat next to her i was like Hey, what's going on? You know, like I can sit down with her. Yeah. Just like, what's going on? And she was like, "Oh, I just was in the manager's office and I was put in a really shitty situation." And you know, I'm not going to ask for the full details because this isn't the time or place. But I was like, "What can I do for you right now?" You know, like how can I help with within reason, within whatever capacity I can? What can I do for you? Whether it's cover your patients for a couple minutes so you can go outside and get some fresh air, or just what can I do? You want to grab a beer after and like really just let everything out of the bag or what, you know? So thankfully my hospital offers a employee assistance program where it's all confidential. Hey, you're going through some shit. Call this number. No one needs to know anything. All they need to know is that you need a couple days off. You've reached out to this and that's it. That's awesome. I think that's a great resource and I wish every single job had that because no matter what you do, each job has its struggles. So... What do you do, Lucio? You know, I I, I want to say I've seen some guys go through some stuff, and I have. And it, even if it's a small thing, like maybe just you know, sketches the officer just yelled at me. Actually, that happened not too long ago with some guy. Like, what's going on, man? Because uh, right away he changed. I'm like, he was like mad or something. I'm like, you good? He goes, I don't talk about it, man. I'm like, what's going on, buddy? And he got really annoyed because I kept asking him, you know. But I, I think that's me, though. I just kind of ask. And ask <laughs> until like maybe you get annoyed enough to tell me, and then it probably makes fine. Me I'll better. tell you. Yeah, or what? Or what you had said before, uh, Vince. The uh, the table, man. You sit down at the table. I know one time I was a little bit worried about the whole COVID thing, but for my parents and uh, one of the guys there, he's the the barn boss. He said, "He's like, what's going on, man? 
I was like, I don't know, man. I just haven't gotten much sleep. And he goes, and he started talking to me and telling me some, as, telling me some things. Like, oh, don't worry, don't worry, this and that. Didn't expect it from him, by the way. <laughs> mm. And uh, but that was cool. You know, we were sitting at the table when I was when he was talking to me, having coffee. So and it was just me and him because everybody else was away. You know, but that was cool. And I think it's just like talking to him, man. When you get that quick minute and you're by yourselves, you know, that helps. Or is it my point? Ask him until they get annoyed. There you go, hundred percent. Keep probing them. Yeah. Keep probing them. <laughs> you might be probing people differently. <laughs> I believe it. What happens in the ER stays in the ER. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I appreciate it. I think one of those things that you said, it was just like, you just sit with them. You know, yeah. Regardless of how they know you or whatever branch or you know company you work for, you sit with a peer because you guys bleed the same blood, You know, the same color blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Working in healthcare, we're, we're taught about communication, you know, body language, verbal communication, and touch is a form of communication, as funny as it may sound, but just yeah. sitting there and just listening to them or just sitting there with them in silence. Like when someone, a family member is dying and you've got family around the room, you're not going to sit there and like get a, give everybody a hug. You're going to sit there in silence, yeah. pay your respects. And that in itself is a form of communication. So even if you say nothing, even if you're not probing them and you're just sitting there with them, just so they know that if and when they're ready to speak up, you're there for them. So. You know what I've noticed? That even like a hand on the shoulder kind of like, Kind of like get someone off guard, but in a good way. Yeah. Because then maybe they'll break down, yeah. unfortunately, to say it like that. But, or just open up right away. Yeah. And some people don't like to be touched, right? But I'm not saying you're going to go in and caress them. Anyway. Yeah, don't go around <laughs> touching people. But, like, you know, you, you come up and, like, put your hand yeah. on your shoulder. You good, man? You know, you good? Like, it's oh. presence. Yeah, like, oh. And then, like, like Dimitri said, there's that the touch. Yep, right? form of communication. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. When it comes to, I guess, let me say it this way. Let's say you're how how would you address a broken household? Because mm. again, we talked about how important families are support, right? Yeah. But maybe it's not your work or yourself that's the issue in your household. There's something else going on in a household: a death of a loved one, or a um, I don't know. Let's say your spouse got fired and she's stressful and it's carrying on you. How do you deal with a broken household? Well. uh... <laughs> Let's see, I'll be completely upfront here. I come from a broken household as strict and disciplined as my family has been, my, my father. Uh, as much as I look up to him for all his hard work, he is a terrible person, for lack of a better term. He's very mentally and physically abusive. So my household is broken, but, you know, I've talked with my mom and my brother over the years and we have the same mentality, so sometimes you start thinking, like, am I doing something wrong? But after speaking with others and getting their perspectives, you understand that we're the like-minded individuals, and the issue in this broken household is this one person, if it is one person or one instance. So, uh, I forgot where I was going with this, but yeah. <laughs> you address it by just kind of, See, probing it out there and just seeing, like, yeah. hey, how does everybody else feel? If it's a family matter or if it's something with a partner, just communication. It all goes back to communication. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't communicate with my father. He's aggressive. If he doesn't get things his way, he will not even talk to you. So I know that if I can't communicate with you and just have a civil conversation, we're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. but if I'm able to talk with my brothers and my mom and family about the issue, then. 
we can come to a compromise or a solution or something like that. So I, going back to communication with family, it's huge. Sure. I don't know. Sorry, man. that was a lot. Oh, no, <laughs> no, it's no good, that's man. great. How can I follow <laughs> that? I don't know. Right, right. I think you hit it on the money, man. I don't know. Yeah, I'll just stop the podcast here. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take my headphones off. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's, I don't know. It's hard to say, honestly. Yeah. Uh, some people just don't want to talk, right? Yeah. So, some people can't be, uh, you can't, how you say, uh, you can't communicate with them both still the word I'm trying to say. It's like you can't, um, they don't open up. You can't help someone if they don't want to help themselves. That's, yeah, there you go. So he, he has all the information. That's, that's, unfortunately, I came to yeah. that conclusion with my own father. Like, he is who he is, and I want to help him, and I want to have that great father-son relationship yes. in my broken yeah. household. But if the man's not willing to budge and meet me halfway, compromise yeah. a little bit, then yeah. it's, there's no point. I've done everything that I can. Yeah. Same thing with my patients. I'm going to do everything in my power, within my capacity, within my scope of practice in medicine, to help them out. But if they don't want to help themselves, then... It's eventually their thing. Yeah. That's it's up to you. Yeah. I can only give you so much detox and medication to help you, but if you're going to continue shooting up meth and drinking alcohol yeah. to the point yeah. where you're going to kill yourself, then I'm sorry. You know, that's that's your prerogative. Because hey, you've done all you can. You know, you've done all you can. Uh, you've helped as much as you can, or you've opened up as much as you can. Absolutely, yeah. And there's no uh, response, or there's no, uh, let's say, a positive response. So what's the point? I'm at peace because I know that I've done everything yeah. that I can. Yeah. I've done my part. Now, if the other person, the other party that's creating this conflict doesn't want to budge, then that's on them. So, My uh, my deputy chief on a part-time job I work for, he was telling me this morning that he's got some challenges going on in his household. I won't go into details. But it was one of those things that he supported his family by saying, like by making fun of, not making fun, but joking around about it. Humorous, right? It's right. humor. That's how we get through it. Um, but he's one of the things that he said, I will push and fight for my family members to get better. But the minute they give up, I'm not wasting my time. Absolutely. Right. Yep. And you, you're only as supportive as they are willing to allow or accept it kind of thing. Yeah. So how so much gotta, can you do, right? Yeah. 100%. There's only so much you can do. 100%. I know we're coming close on time because you have to leave it too, yeah. right? I have a practical I need to do. Okay. okay. You guys ready for this? Let's do it. You need to accept and sign the waiver now. Okay. Oh, really? Waiver Tell me you accept. Non-disclosure agreement too. Non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> what happens here stays here. You ready for this? <laughs> okay. I need you to think of the one person, so here, so present, <gasps> in your life that has given you the greatest support. Do you have a name? Yeah, ironically, I do. It's it's my dad. <laughs> Greatest support. Greatest support. Okay, yeah. he's still around. He's still around. Okay, yeah. I need you to call him right now. I need you to call him and say thank you or whatever it is you want to share to him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do it. You got an iPhone? I do. All right. We're gonna hook it up, and I need you to think of somebody. I got two people. I need you to pick one. <laughs> All right. Let's see. And if if there was anything you could say to them, right? Yep. As if this is the last chance you're going to be able to tell them. Sure. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he may be at work. He may not pick up. Sure. So leave him a voicemail. Nope. Hang on. I hung up on your dad. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Hello. 
It defaults to speaker. Does it? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Or I can put it up to my microphone if you want. Sure. He's going to think something's up because I never call him until <laughs> I need something. If we just have that relationship. Hi, Dad. It's me. Uh, doing well. Um, just hanging out with some friends. Just uh, wanted to say hi, see what you're doing. And uh, we got to talking. So I just wanted to say uh, thank you for everything. Um, we just got to talking and we were talking about her parents so i know this is probably really odd but just wanted to say thank you for all your support and uh i'm going to work later so i'll probably see you tomorrow all right bye all right <laughs> there it is was that hard <laughs> that was really hard yeah uh i've never actually done that so okay i've obviously you, uh, thanked my parents for all the support yeah, yeah. but right, i never picked up the phone to say you know just thank you I want you to hold on to that motion, okay? Okay. Busho, you're up. You got a phone? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I don't know who to call. I got two people. Come on. So what happens if he calls back? He's going to be like, are you okay? What's wrong? You know? Okay. <laughs> I got two people, though. I don't know who to call, Vince. <laughs> pick one of the two or pick, pick them both. We'll call them both. Three-way. I don't know if my... No, I was going to call my dad as well. There you yeah. go. Great no. timing. Yeah, I just sure don't know if he's going to answer because... Uh, I'm calling myself right now. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Leave yourself a voicemail. There we go. <laughs> so, call who you think needs to be done. Okay. Uh, I'll it's going to be on here, so... Okay, I'll call... I'll call one, and then I'll call the other one. Okay, do it. Whatever you need. And it's only because I got to spin this later, but this is... Uh, That's fine. First off, I want to say thank you both for doing this. Yeah, no, thank right. you. That, uh, yeah. Let's see if he answers. You might. I'm going to leave a message, right? Just remember this as if this was your last time saying anything. No answer either. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's he's in, he's getting some test done. Oh, his voicemail's not set up. Oh, look, he's calling right back. Hold on. Hello. Hey, pa. What's up? Hey, pa. Está hablando para decirte a más diciendo gracias por todo lo que has hecho por mí. Oh. Okay. Te quiero mucho ahí también. Te quiero mucho ahí también más adelante. Okay. ¿Qué pasó? No, no, todo bien. Esto está aquí en el, uh, el parque. <risa> oh, ok. Yeah. Ok, ahí okay. termino más a rato. Gracias, right. bye. Bye. ¿Vienes pronto o qué? Eh, nada, tío. Bye. Pero pues, cuídate mucho, eh. Te amo. Te amo más, bye. 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 I'll explain how those tie in in a minute if you want. So. We can. She won't answer. <laughs> Hello? Hey, baby. Hey, I, I left you a message, but I just want to say uh, 
I guess I'll tell you we're on the podcast, and I just want to say that I, that I love you, and I thank you for always being there for me, and always uh, help uh, helping me with anything I need, and never uh, doubting anything I do, and even if it's the dumbest decisions I've ever decided to make. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, be, for being one of my biggest, if not the biggest, and the only supporter I've ever had. <laughs> well, thank you, baby. I love you. All right, I'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay. Okay. Love you, one more. <laughs> it's hard. It is. It's, it's hard. You know, you think it's not, but yeah, kind of. It's is. hard. <laughs> I, for yeah. me, I, I would never. I hate to say this, but I'd never call my dad unless I have to share some information or I need something, and it's rarely ever because I'm a strong, independent yeah. man. You know. <laughs> yeah. So of course, my concern is going to be like, "Oh God, is he okay? Like he doesn't. He never calls. Why is he? Why is he calling? What's wrong?" So I just got. Then you got to reassure him. Hey, I'm fine. Just Same. deep in, deep <laughs> in thought. Yeah. And just want to say thank you. So thank you for making me step out of my comfort zone because I don't think I've ever called my dad just to let him know that I love him. You yeah. know, I've, I've said thank you in person, but it's never to this degree where you get out of your way yeah. to really express a message. We could find ourselves talking highly about those people in our lives that really have affected our lives greatly, you know, right. and we could say, you could tell me about your wife. I know how important your wife is. Uh, and I, you could talk about your father and stuff like that. Right. And I could tell, but it's like the, the ones I need to know sometimes of how important they are in your life are the ones you're talking about. Right. So take the time to be like, hey, thank you. You know, yeah. um, Just like you did. I think the same thing for me. It was a while there. I wasn't calling my parents until something was up or something was needed. You know, so it came to a point when I'd call them, they'd answer right away like, what happened? Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do now? It's like, no, I just want to call to talk and see how your day is going. Yeah. Um, obviously, I could do better in the communication with my parents, you know, but it's one of those things that you just, you got to plan it out and make it, you know, get yeah. disciplined with it. Yeah. You know, like for my father, um, now it came to a point where I call him every three days and we sit down and have a cigar on FaceTime and we'll just talk about whatever. That's awesome. You know, That's make, a, make a routine out of it. But right. it's show that appreciation to, to you all out there listening to this episode. I challenge you. I dare you. Oh. Right to do that. Do it. I tripled all dare you. <laughs> Call those people right now as you're listening to the show. Take the time. Put us on pause. We'll, we're not leaving. We'll come back. Put us on pause and cause us and call those individuals and then just explain your appreciation. Right. Um, that's how we maintain our support, our lifelines. Absolutely. We sharpen our our shears. We check our battery on our radios. Right. But sometimes what we need to do is come back to our family members and our support or our friends and just be like, thanks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Show them their appreciation. Keep that relationship sharp. Right? Keep that relationship charged. Absolutely. It's so, your foundation. That's yeah. your foundation. Yeah. So that's it. That is the wrap for episode two of series five. Any closing thoughts? Bushio. Let's see here. I can tell that hurt, that hurt your heart, man. <laughs> it, it, it's it's weird. It's not like uh, it's funny because I was gonna bring a picture today. You used to put something personal here. I was gonna put a picture of me and my dad here, and it's not because I don't love my mom. It's just it's just weird. I don't know. There's a connection, father son, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I don't know. It's just a good time, and uh, like I said, I, w- I wouldn't be with my wife if it wasn't for his words. So that's awesome. And then glad I did because she's. <laughs> Supports me in everything. I mean, the brand that I do and the things that I want to do and make and yeah, the decisions that we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's hard. It is hard. It's weird, but definitely weird. 
Yeah. If I'm sitting here with us today for the past two hours, is there anything you would try to push to your audience members and be like, if you could carry away anything from this episode, what would it be? To uh, really reach out when you need help, but you know, maybe maybe uh, think to yourself who those people are that you can reach out to, so that you can kind of have them on hand, and then do the same for them, and let them know that you're there for them. Don't just say I'm I'm there for them, and you never even talk to them. Like you know, hmm. be there for them. Actually, speak out and say, "Hey, like, I'm here, man. You know, what do you need, or what do you want to talk about? You know, be the even if you have to start it or whatever. And it's okay, man. It's okay to feel vulnerable. I think yep. that's a big thing. I think it's okay to feel you know, feel that way because it's not easy. Yeah, yeah. Dimitri. Uh, exactly what Armando said. The first and foremost, we're we got to be vulnerable. It, it humbles us. When I started in the ER, I had a couple of years experience coming off law enforcement, working on the surgical side. I thought it was hot shit, you know. I thought <laughs> I knew everything. Came into the ER, I got my world rock. So seeing what we see really humbles us. The experiences that we do on a daily basis at work really humbles us. But also be vulnerable. Like right now, I have the biggest relief off my chest, as weird as that is, because I called my dad to just say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, like I've got that relationship with my mom, which is why I didn't call her. Like I'll talk to her every day, but to go out of your way and try to just yeah. probe that thing that's bugging you in the back of your head because you don't, it's not where you want it to be. That that was huge. So uh, thank you for putting me in that situation where I got to step out of my comfort zone. Uh, as far as taking something from this show, obviously great conversation, but uh, you know, maintain that lifeline, check in on your buddies, your battle buddies, uh, be vulnerable communicate obviously communication we talked all about communication that's huge but uh, just be a human being you know don't, don't be so difficult don't be so hard headed and be open man. that's perfect I can't top that off that's yeah. exactly you guys, you guys <laughs> that's do it, it. we'll you. close it off with that Thank so you. for you all out there just remember as I always say and I'm going to emphasize it wherever you are or whatever it is that you do just stay within thin lines thank you both it is an honor to have you both here. You. Dimitri, anytime, anytime. Seriously, you're welcome back. Appreciate it, bro. Um, Bushel. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. <laughs>